Belmas Tribunal supports Julian Assange. A high-powered legal team had their last throw of the dice in London this week to stop the British government's extradition of Assange to the United States. Regardless of the outcome in the courts, there is little hope for Julian Assange. Sadly, the Americans are not going to let him go. As Scott Ludlam testified to the Belmarsh Tribunal, the US government has calculated to wear him and his supporters down in an endless cycle of appeals and counter-appeals where the prosecution gets what it wants, no matter the result. Last week, his supporters turned out in Mianjin and after 10 years of organising solidarity actions, they are exhausted. Attempts by Julian's father, John Shipton, to dissuade Joe Biden to let Assange go have failed. So Assange's freedom relies heavily on a legal rather than a political strategy. However, Assange's legal defence team rests on thin grounds, that being the fear by the judiciary that Assange will commit suicide in the US should he be extradited. Judicial concern is purely superficial. They must not look beholden to government, regardless of which one, British or United States. The letter of the law is paramount. We publish this report by request about the United States High Court Appeal compiled by Bay FM Community Newsroom on the 29th of October 2021. Thanks go to the anchor Mia Armitage and Julian's dad John Shipton. Shipton is in London for the US government's High Court Appeal against the decision not to allow the extradition. He talks with Dr John Jiggins in the interview that follows. We have also received reports of a quite different tribunal organised by the Progressive International. The so-called Belmarsh Tribunal is modelled on the People's Tribunal held in Sweden in 1966. The latter was convened by prominent philosophers Bertrand Russell and Jean-Paul Sartre. Rob Osborne reports on this citizen's tribunal examining the war on terror, which was also in London for the appeal. The report features Tariq Ali, John Shepton and Ewan McCaskill. Not that dissimilar to WikiLeaks, the People's Tribunal exposed American war crimes in Vietnam. On this occasion, Russell and Sartre are replaced by writers Tariq Ari and Ewan McCaskill. Petition. There is a petition to free Julian, signed by 653,602 people. All of the members of ACUS agreement have ignored this large number of petitioners, forcing people to question the democratic system itself. The petition is appropriately named. The British legal system is on trial. If they extradite Assange, that equals democracy is dead. Please sign it if you wish to stay informed. Also, share with your friends and colleagues. Metrics. The petition put together by Philip Adams is currently running at 30 signatures per hour. That's about 720 per day. 
Adam says that there was a mass mail out to 652,000 signatories at about 9.50 a.m. Brisbane time yesterday. At this rate, hopefully the petition may have 1 million signatures by the time the appeal decision is handed down by the High Court in London. The Bay FM put together a good show. Congratulations to John Jiggins and the team down there. bond between military-industrial complex and mainstream media. The Sydney Morning Herald has a small news item about the extradition hearing at the back of their Saturday's print edition. So their views would be low, their number of views would be low. Probably the same with the Weekend Australian print edition. However, as I don't subscribe to Murdoch Media, I don't know exactly what their online service numbers are. The Brisbane Times focused on the suicide submission by Julian's lawyers, but gave some coverage to the CIA plot to murder him. In Four Corners versus Julian Assange, Dr John Jiggins had this to say about our ABC. While journalists worldwide honour Assange and are deeply concerned by the significant threat to journalism, posed by the US attempt to extradite him and charge him under the 1917 Espionage Act, the big lie that Assange is not a journalist persists in the Australian media, and not just in that section dominated by a US citizen, but surprisingly and most virulently at the ABC's flagship current affairs program, Four Corners. Media lies during US wars. Given the media were embedded with the military during Sokhanor, the news is not really independent or objective. How long did it take to expose the lie that Iraq had chemical weapons of mass destruction? The US had sold WMDs to Saddam Hussein in the 1980s. However, by 2003, the UN investigator Hans Blix found no evidence of prohibited weapons programs prior to his withdrawal on the 18th of March 2003. Then the invasion began. It was Secretary of State Colin Powell who stood up in the UN and lied about weapons of mass destruction in order to get wider support for the invasion of Iraq. Did mainstream media tell us that it was the same Colin Powell who had covered up the mass murder of between 200 and 400 Vietnamese villagers at My Lai by Lieutenant William Kelly Jr. and his men in 1968. Colin Powell was charged with the responsibility to investigate the massacre and he wrote, in direct refutation of this portrayal of the massacre is the fact that relations between American soldiers 
and the Vietnamese people are excellent. Later, Powell's assessment would be described as whitewashing the news of the massacre and questions would continue to remain undisclosed to the public. None of this came out in the media to help us decide if Colin Powell was lying about WMDs or not. So when WikiLeaks came up with a means whereby the then Bradley Manning could secretly leak the Iraqi war logs that exposed the massacre by US helicopter gunships, that bond between media and military was overshadowed by whistleblowers self-publishing their concern. Collateral murder exposed the lies. Mainstream media became irrelevant, replaced by WikiLeaks. Belmar's Tribunal supports Julian Assange. A high-powered legal team had their last throw of the dice. Assange versus the Clintons. WikiLeaks exposed two of the best liars in politics, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Assange released presidential hopeful Hillary's emails that show how far to the right she was. Hillary supported the genocidal Iraqi war. She toasted with champagne the brutal murder of Libyan President Gaddafi. As Secretary of State, Hillary was supplying arms to Israel to slaughter Palestinian people. Had she won the US presidential elections, that country would probably have been at war with Iran. Such was her allegiance with Israel. So Julian Assange is entitled to be upset at how the US government has connived to lock him up in solitary confinement for the rest of his life. Ian Kerr, 30th of October, 2021.